Shri Shri Raji Gopal ki jai, Gauri Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Brinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande. Good evening. Any questions tonight? Yes. I was wondering if you could say something about um, the role of the spiritual master, the guru, in, in our lives. Um, what the guru bring, uh, gives us. Uh, whether Sometimes I'm a little confused about it. It's just philosophical instruction or instruction about how to live our lives or like that. I'm just trying to understand how to the proper way. Well, I think there are different answers uh, to that, different circumstances and, and, uh, and so forth. Um, but in the broadest sense, the, uh, the, the guru in our tradition is um, charged, if you will, with uh, accurately representing the scriptural argument that makes up Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So if you take the larger uh, texts that are also drawn from in other sampradayas, then we draw from them the Bhagavad Gita, the Srimad Bhagavatam, Upanishads, and so forth in a particular way. Hmm? Right? That's called Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and that's the way in which Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, Jiva Goswami, and so forth, the founding Acharyas, the, the Shastra gurus of the Sampradaya have understood the texts uh, through the person of and descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And of course, they do have a particular way of of looking at it that that uh, as each group does, but it's it's rather unique in a departure, in one sense, from previous norms. Someone I know. Um, raised a question recently, what is the epistemology of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism? Hmm? And of course the reply is, well, read Tattva Sandarbha. And his reply was, why well, yeah, I already read Tattva Sandarbha, so why well, he asked the question. Um, and basically um, he was putting forward the idea of what constitutes um, the Vedantic way of uh, determining the what the scriptures are saying, and you have your three um, forms of evidence that need to concur: the shruti. Um, I don't even remember what they are. To be honest with you, the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads. Maybe Vedanta Sutra or something like that. I, you know, treat, 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 prastana. And, well, because other schools of Vedanta prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's tradition had that standard, it doesn't mean that we have to. We come up with a different approach, in which the Bhagavatam is the center and and then we give a good argument for it, citing the other texts and so on. And we have a sampradaya, and, and so there's no meaning really to challenging. Well, you don't follow this particular system. How you can even call yourself a school of Vedanta? 
who made up that system. It's not written in the book. Hmm? Well, and perhaps it was Shankar, <laughs> kind of the original Vedantin. Uh, not really, but in a, in, a, in, a, in a larger sense of terms of uh, popularizing and, and having staying power. There were other, obviously, persons that preceded him and so forth. And, uh, you know, that, that may have come to be a particular custom, and we're not against it, but what Jiva Goswami has presented um, as our way of knowing, our epistemology is, is of course, in concurring with other sampradayas, dismissing sense perception and, uh, and reason in terms of their being conclusive and going with the scripture. Uh, and then within that, he goes you know, further to ultimately showcase and puts at the centerpiece the Bhagavatam, the hub, as I like to say, around which the other scriptures orbit and in relation to which are understood in context. It's a fascinating um, argument. Um, so, <clears throat> anyway, that's our, right, um, Siddhanta. Um, another person in recent times, um, speaking with me, minimized the necessity of drawing from the original founding scriptural Shastra gurus, whom I'm mentioning, the Goswamis, for example, and Krishna Das Kaviraj, um, um, and prefer to just, and he was a Sanskrit scholar, read the Bhagavatam and, and you know, can understand it for himself with a little help from Prabhupada, you know, kind of a thing. Um, and, um, and in having a discussion, he said to me that, well, um, Mahaprabhu said that the Bhagavatam is um, whatever he said, you know, that it's perfect in, in itself. So I said, you mean Krishnadas? Kaviraj said that Mahaprabhu said. <laughs> he wasn't there with the tape recorder, right? This is this is Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. This is Chaitanya Charitamrita where that statement is made. What Mahaprabhu said about the Bhagavatam, which is which is his theologizing and based on the Goswami's understanding, he's representing it in the context of a Leela narrative, and um, and. Uh, Giving Mahaprabhu's opinion, but we really, we really, we can't take him out of the picture. How he's very prominently, which is the point I was, I was making. So at any rate, it's the responsibility then, or the guru is, you know, somebody is charged with um, being able to represent the the, the, the siddhanta um, that has been in place for hundreds of years and and distinguishes us from other other um, lineages. And I would think that also to do that in a, in a... I think there's two ways to do that. One way is to do it accurately. Another way is to do it accurately but with, with insight that really brings it more to life in the time. Hmm? And um, and in doing so, really, f- that guru functions as a 
what what really the word parampara means one after another in other words it's not just one after another but um, in a parrot like sense although you know that that it may may be useful to some extent but in the in the sense that Sugadev, Shukadev made the fruit sweeter as the parrot is parrot knows when the fruit is sweet and then picks on it. So they said the, they say the parrot made it sweeter, but of course whatever. The parrot knew it was sweeter and pointed it out to us, something like that. Made it sweeter. So he makes it sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's really incumbent upon the guru to have that be heavy with that knowledge. Shabde parechanishnatham. Hmm? So, this is the famous verse of the Bhagavatam. It's probably uh, cited more than um, any other by the Goswamis with regard to defining or describing the qualities of the guru. Shabde pare must be shabde acquainted with the sound, which means again these texts pare pare here refers to God, so there's a non-theistic, or less to use Pujapadrita Maharaj's term, less than wholly theistic uh, rendering or explanation of the text, and holy by holy theistic he means Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, the full rasa, the, the Kila Rasamrita Murti himself, uh, the, the, the full, capable of reciprocating in all kinds of love, the full face of the Godhead. Shabde pare, so familiar with that, able to represent that. Shabde pare chanishnatam, and nishnatam here means from all different sides, really. Hmm? I mean, at least he should be uttamadikari, she should be uttamadikari. Means the guru himself or herself should be fully eligible to tread the path. Adikar here means eligibility to tread the path. So the different levels of eligibility. If you know less, you understand less, but you have some faith, your ability to tread the path will be weaker than if you are become more informed what the path is and you understand, can become grounded in it and so forth, mm-hmm. which starts to get towards the lifestyle part that you're asking about. But we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, and then that so grounded, you have intermediate faith, and then there's the superlative faith, as Rupa Goswami describes it, the uttam, level of eligibility. Hmm. Um, he's not particularly talking about realization, but they do go together. Hmm. So the ability to have a scriptural genius and to be capable of scriptural logic, hmm, always land on your feet, so to speak. What is it? Implication of it, what does it mean? Put it together and, um, and, and so forth. Um, so should be that eligible <laughs> to tread the path. There are different types of Mahabhagavatas that Jiva Goswami describes in the Bhagavat Sandarbha, excuse me, in the, in the, in the Bhakti Sandarbha, three types of Mahabhagavatas. Pujapatshridharmarsh, I believe referring to that or reflecting on or thinking about that, once told us there are three types of, of gurus. One who has two feet in the spiritual world and extends one here, one who has two feet here and extends one there, one who has two feet here but his eyes are always there, something like that. Hmm. Jiva Goswami's um, 
what what are the terms mujita kashai nirduta kashai bhagavat prapta deha hmm? these three types of mahabhagavatas so let's start with the two feet on the ground and his eyes are always there the example that uh, Jiva Goswami gives is Narada Muni who in the Bhagavatam depicts himself as a sadhaka hmm? we consider him a Nityasiddha Tatasta Jiva who is playing the role of a sadhana sadhaka and a sadhana siddha in the Bhagavatam apparently over a couple of lifetimes because <laughs> his previous life as a Gandharva is also, also mentioned but in Bhagavatam itself his own story he, he tells his own story what, what could be more compelling right those type of autobiography of a of a Godia, <laughs> very compelling. So <laughs> he tells a story, um, and uh, and incidentally, with regard to the Nitya Siddha, the Tasta Jivas, we know that Ma Sankarshan, who is a manifestation of Baladev, and Baladev manifests as Mool Sankarshan, which means Baladev in Mathura and Dwarka. Then as Mahasankarshan and Vaikuntha. So he is the reservoir of the Tatasta Shakti. So Jivas manifest from him, or without that happening in time, if you will. He's there, the source of that Shakti. So uh, there are unlimited Tatasta Nityasiddha Jivas, their source being Mahasankarshan. They're the majority. And then there's these. these Ragatmikas, hmm? um, who are Nanda, Yashoda, Radha, of course, Subal, Sridham, Raktak, Patrak, hmm? and in Vaikuntha, Sunanda, this one, that one, Garuda, well, Garuda is different, but, and so forth, right? Hmm? And these names are in the scripture, and, 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 and they're like they these paradigmatic figures who are manifestations of Krishna's Swarup Shakti, not his Tatasta Shakti, who are to be, especially in Golok, then, to be there to be followed. And we follow in the wake of their bhava and so forth. So it's just an interesting point. When you come to the, to the, the fact that Narayan wants to bestow, as Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami says, bhakti, Hmm. you have to have a world where there are sadhakas hmm. whom you can incarnate in relation to in reciprocation with and 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 liberate so for that Mahasankarshan <coughs> manifests as Mahavishnu and he has his domain right the oversoul of the of the, of the, of the objective world and so, infinite number of jivas, tatasta jivas, who are conditioned, come from him. It's not that, that an infinite number of jivas manifest from Mahavishnu, and some go up and some go down. Hmm? In some places, Bhaktivinoda wrote like that for reasons of his own, but there's the two forms of the Mahasankarshan, Mahasankarshan himself, and then the Mahavishnu. One manifesting jivas in, in, in Vaikuntha, one in, in the Jagat, in, in, in the world, right?
Mike Vinod Talker writes also that in 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 in, in Goloka, Baladev manifests. I don't know if he's talking about the Tastaji. He was there. He says Subal manifests. This one, that one. It's a peculiar place, interesting place. But at any rate, Nard, we look at him in this way. And in Bhagavatam, he depicts himself as a sadhana siddha. And in the course of his uh, spiritual development, he, uh, his mother dies. And for the funeral, he just lights the house on fire. He's not concerned about the inheritance. And he walks off, having heard for the last four months from the Bhaktivedantas who stayed in his house during the rainy season, he wants to follow their ways. And ultimately, he's living in the forest, following the practices that he learned from them. And Krishna appears to him. And he's stunned and and then Krishna disappears from him. Calls him a kuyogi, a false yogi. He's attached to the forest. Krishna wants to drive him on, so he appears before him, then he disappears, and that just intensifies the, the longing, the practice of, um, of Nard, and, and he becomes successful. So Nard is, is the example of two feet here, and his eyes are there. Hmm. Be a good guru to have. Hmm. So, um, then, two feet here extends one there. For that, Jiva Goswami gives the example Sukadeva Goswami. Hmm. He was liberated, not like Narada. He was already Atmarama, liberated. But he heard Bhagavatam and Atmaramas Chunayonya Grantapi Rukane. Kurvante Haitiki Bhaktim Itambuta Gunohari. Because Hari is the way that he is, Itambuta Gunohari, the guna, the qualities of Hari, because he is the way he is, Sukadeva became attracted to him. Why did he become attracted to anything when he would, had untied the world, not near Granta? Why did he read the, study the Bhagavatam? When he was beyond the grantas, beyond the books, to take it in that way, he was atmaram, self-satisfied. How could he become attracted to something else? The self is the source of happiness and love in the world, not anything. We love the self, not the wife, not the husband, not the children, only because they become an extension of the self, it would appear. We love them. This is the teaching. Hmm? And why do we love the self? Well, to take it further, as the Brahma Vimohan Leela explains, because the self is part of the Supreme Self. Hmm? So, he turned from Atmarama, Atmananda to Bhakti Ananda through the power of the descriptions in the Bhagavatam. Hmm? It's not for just girls. And, and that, or is that what would that lady say? For, for women and children. She probably meant uneducated, being uneducated in previous times, women. Anyway, <laughs> it's not for it's not for the uneducated. It's for those who are beyond education. Um, 
another another world altogether. Yet tad visargo janatagamitlo yasmin patislokam amadhavatipi. So, <coughs> Sugadev, hearing the Bhagavatam, now he becomes a Bhagavata. And then he's explaining the Bhagavat, right, to Raj Parikshit. And if we study the commentaries of our blessed Acharyas, merciful Acharyas, we, we understand he is also now a sadhana siddha. He is developing. I think it's in the, in the, in the, uh, is it in the Dhenukasura Leela? The end of the Dhenukasura Leela, where there's Puvarag, where Krishna and Radha are meeting for the, for the first time as adolescents, in an adolescent sense. And Krishna's returning back. Radha and gopis are trying to get a glimpse of him and so forth. They exchange glances. And uh, I believe Sanatana Goswami says, that in, and he attained his Sarup, Sugadev. He attained Sarup Siddhi at this the stage of his narrative. How did he become... Wait, he didn't have Siddha Pranali. How is it possible? <laughs> Through Kirtan. Hmm. Right? <laughs> he had a Siddha Pranali. His guru was Vyas. Hmm. And so forth. Hmm. So he did Kirtan. This is a, co- a type of Kirtan, the Bhagavad Kirtan, the Puranic Kirtan, but this is a special Purana. Right? Hmm. It's said that... Uh, Janaman Jai, the son of Raj Parikshit Maharaj, was concerned that during the discourse, which could only last for seven days, given the curse on Parikshit Maharaj's head, who was the was the listener, who was the student, who was the inquirer, hearing from Sukadev, that Janaman Jai was concerned that Sukadev would speak about things that might cause him to pass out. Hmm? Maybe when they got to the tenth canto, given the Raj's questions, and so he he made sure that Nardamuni had a Murdanga and, and there were cartels, that Kirtan could be performed to wake him up. Hmm? Nam Kirtan could bring him back from his Lila Kirtan, hmm? Lila Kata. Hmm? So anyway, it's a form of Kirtan, and in the context of that Kirtan, he, he attained Surup City, so he became perfect. Hmm? In other words, he's extending one foot there. And then, the third example, two feet there, extending one here, Narada gives the, or Jiva Goswami gives the example of Narada Muni after he received his Veena and his Swarup from Krishna. So having an, had a glimpse, and then intent, which intensified his bhajan, eventually he had the darshan of Krishna, and Krishna gave him the Veena, told him who he was and what his service was, and bestowed upon him a spiritual body. Bhagavat Prapta Deha means who are already in their spiritual body. Hmm? And in Sridhar Maharaj's example, they come, here, come from there to here. That would be very um, extraordinary. Hmm? So, there are different kinds of gurus. And you might expect different things from, different, uh, from, from, from them. Some of them might be too far gone. In the case of Gopakumar's guru, in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, he was too far gone to be able to do much more than give him the mantra and pass out. But seeing his preem and his example, he had faith in what he received from him. 
So how dearly he held that, what he received, that mantra, um, was considerable and therefore was very effective, right? He received a form of the Gopal mantra, ten-syllable Gopal mantra, Gopijana Balabhaya, Swaha, and it took him everywhere, right? This was his, this was his form of transportation and transformation. So the Guru's example even without much siksha, personally, if hardly any, was so powerful that it that it created the kind of faith in what he received that is he applied himself according to that faith because we are our faith. Our faith drives how we conduct ourselves and so forth. It's efficacious, and along the way, of course, he got instructions. He met Narada Muni, right? Where in Vaikuntha, there he got instructions, and he was sent to Ayodhya, and then he went to Dwarka. There again he met Narada Muni, and Narada Muni at a certain point turned him over to Uddhava, because Uddhava was more of an expert on Braj, which was the destiny and the destination, ultimately, of Gopal Kumar with his Gopal Mantra. And because um, Uddhava, of course, is, is in Dasya Bhakti, but he's also, his Dasya Bhakti is also combined with Sakya, which are not incompatible, and not compatible, but neutral towards one another. So when, not, when Uddhava comes to Braj, then this Sakya side will have more influence. And the Sakkas, they have the burden unfortunately, you could say, or their their good fortune, to suffer in the ecstasy of their own separation and bear the burden, to some extent, of the the separation of others. So, we see Krishna went to wrestle in Mathura. He sent his friends back. Now, they had to suffer separation from him, and they had to bear the burden of the separation of those in Vatsaliras and Dasiras, and by way of delivering them messages and trying to pacify them through that in the context of their own separation. It's a double (coughs) whammy for them. And then we find Uddhava also with some subject. Then we find Baladev being sent back. See? This is just to illustrate and underscore the point as an aside nature of something about the nature of Sakyabhav. So, anyway, well, Gopal Kumar uh, did get the siksha from, from Uddhava, which sent him back on earth to Braj, where he now his mantra, the, F, the reach of his mantra was the, uh, the uh, was complete, and he was instructed to do Nam Kirtan and Lila Smarnam, which took him to Goloka. So, at any rate, um, Different types of gurus and Mahabhagavatas, types of gurus, and different types of um, disciples, different circumstances, but in a very overall sense, should be acquainted with the teachings. That's one side of it. 
Nishnata means not only very acquainted with the teaching, but Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur says, and other books. So what does he mean by that? Sometimes you don't read other books. Only the Krishna book, or only, only Prabhupada's books, or something like that. Other books, it's obvious what it means from the commentaries of persons like Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, that they're familiar with the other philosophies of the day, they understand the Sankhya philosophy. They're familiar with the Nyaya philosophy, Vaisheshika philosophy, the Yoga Sutras, and so forth. They were uh, educated persons who could then explain the teachings relative to the currents of thought of the time. Hmm? Uh-huh. So, Subde Prechanishnatam, that's one. And the second, overarching for all, if you will, qualification is. Shabde Parichinishnatam Brahmani Upashamashrayam. That Upashamashrayam, Brahmani, they're standing in on spiritual ground. And as such, they've harnessed the human passions. Which is, as we say, supernatural. Right? You don't believe in the supernatural, we can show it to you. Hmm? In in even in district, different mystics cross culturally. Like I said, Jesus. Forgive them, Father, for they know not, what, know not what they've done. The Prince of Peace. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right? That's supernatural. Mm-hmm. To be able to say something like that at a time like that, to feel that way. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, is, that is a miracle. Miraculous. Right? So, um, so these are uh, the uh, qualifications of the Guru. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and the Brahmani Upashamashrayam, you could say they could be on different levels, but we're given an entry level of two feet here and two eyes always there. Right? It's something like if you want to go, if you want to touch the sun, you've got a long way to go. Right? But if you're going west fast enough, you'll always be getting look closer. <laughs> it might take a long time. It might take yugas. But if you go fast enough west, it'll never set. Hmm? It'll always be in your, in your sights. Something like that. Hmm? Hmm? you never suffer from the darkness. The absence of the sun. Krishna Samasurya. What is that verse? Anyway. Right. Wherever there is the sun of Krishna, there cannot be the darkness. Of Maya. Hmm? So, Setting a good example, um, whether that be an example like Gopal Kumar's guru, passing out, wailing, <laughs> suddenly appearing, disappearing, can't say anything, mm-hmm. or an example that set, for, exa- for example, by the Goswamis. Srinivasacharya describes them, Sankhya Pūvaka Nama Ganam Nativi. It means the things that we do, chanting a prescribed number of rounds, Sankhya means counting, uh, Sankhya Nama. Uh, and they used to uh, circumambulate Govardhan. And the kind of what constitutes uh, sadhana bhakti, they did that. Amongst the disciples, the, the associates of Mahaprabhu, they in particular... And the Dvaras Gopals also, they set um, examples of a life 
of sadhakas that could be followed. Krishna kirtana ganana atana paro. They did Krishna kirtana. They, 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 nana shastra vikara naikana pano sad dharma samastapako lokanam hitakarano. Out of compassion for the people of the world, they drew from the sacred texts and wrote about bhakti, bhakti shastras. Hmm? So they did these things, right? Hmm? And these are the then they they set a kind of example to 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 follow. Hmm? How they we hear that uh, in that in Braj, Sanatana Goswami would always shave his head. I suppose maybe once a month on the, on the poor name, and he was called Munda Baba, shaved-headed Baba. And when he passed from the world, every man, woman, and child in Braj shaved their head. Well, of course, leaving the Sikha. To say, to say we, we are the followers of Sanatana. You can imagine what, what an influence he had in Rupa Goswami. It is said, as high as they were, hmm, as exalted, as philosophical, they could write in Sanskrit commentaries, learned people they were, very cultured uh, men, hmm, and extremely renounced. Sometimes Chaitanya Charitamrita describes when people would come from Braj outside and people would meet them, they would ask, what are they doing? How are they conducting themselves now? Oh, now he's staying at Terakadamba. Now he's staying at this place at Yabat under such and such Kadamba tree. Hmm? It's poetically, they were under a different tree every night, something like that, living in Braj. So they were, they were magical uh, people in Braj at the time. And as high as they were, as exalted were, as they were, as educated as they were, cultured, sophisticated, and as internal as they were, they also became, they also were like father images, especially Sanatana And the common people would come and ask their opinion to settle quarrels that they were having amongst one another. <laughs> so they would give, I think it should, it should be like this, and then they would be accepted. So they gave some common advice too about how to live your life and what was the right thing and wrong, given the circumstances. But not everybody is going to do that. A guru is going to, besides having all these types of qualities, he or she's going to have a certain nature and disposition. Let's look at Prabhupada. He was very outgoing in one sense. He was world conquering, right? Pujapatridamurch was very. Um, What's the opposite term? Introverted. Hmm? Described himself as a backward-pushing man. Never wanted to be in the f- forefront and, and so forth. Hmm? Uh, not that Prabhupada wanted to be in the forefront, but he was in the forefront. Right? Prominent, public figure. Um, and um, you know, that's part of his nature. You can say he was driven, as we do, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by Nityananda Prabhu, but even prior to that, as Pujapatridamarsh describes it, empowerment in, of, of Nityanandapu, they correspond with Prabhupada's prayer. don't think that prayer went unanswered. Hmm? When he prays Samajala Dutta in his poem, what is the poem? Radharani Kushi. Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Tabapunyabu. 
by, Oh, my dear friend Krishna, I think it would be good for you if Radharani is pleased with you and your life will become religious. You'll be considered a dharmic person. And therefore, I'm bearing the message of Radha as handed to me by my guru and you should give me the power to do that. Right? And he did. But prior to that, is my, is my point, prior to that, Prabhupada was also trying to fulfill the um, directives of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Talkar and willing to be a public person, trying to go abroad and and so forth. So they had, you know, they had their own natures. Hmm? Um, so this, it, it, that that makes for a lot of different possibilities, other than Shabde Pare Chanishnatam Brahmani Upashamashrayam. We should have that in place, and then there's going to be uh, a variety there, and, and then there may be different for different disciples. Let's say you're living with the guru. Well, then he or she is going to probably give you some more personal, first-hand advice as opposed to you're living outside the ashram in a household situation. Indeed, Prabhupada wrote to his guru, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, not too long, apparently, before he the Thakur Thakur passed from the world, and he said, I have you know, not been living in the mission. I don't have any direct instruction from you compared to those who are living in the mission right there, sleeping next to Bhakti Siddhanta. So you can real nice descriptions by Pramod Puri Goswami Maharaj of those days and the, and the, the, the care of Bhakti Siddhanta for, for the young, young men who was mostly who were coming and lying on the floor, you know, to, to join his mission and, and so forth. Uh, so Prabhupada said, you know, I didn't have that experience. If you could give me some service, I wonder. When he wrote back and said, it would be good if you preach in English. And Prabhupada called that, considered that an order from his guru, and he took it up and and so forth. So it's going to be different. It was nice to hear from Pramod Puri Maharaj, it was nice to hear from Sridhar Maharaj and Prabhupada, of course, about Bhakti Center, because they each had different perspectives. Prabhupada had a householder perspective that, during his whole householder life, he was a, or during Prakashananda's presence, he was a householder the whole time. So he had a certain relationship personally, besides internal reality and so forth, um, with Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsthi Thakur. Puri Marsh was there in early days, joined before Sridhar Marsh, one of the earlier earliest disciples. So, like the 26th Second Avenue, you know, version of of, uh, of Gaudiamath in Mayapur, and uh, what that must have been like. And he would relate sometimes the history. And then Sridharmarsh was like in the midst of the mission when he was now the Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthitaka was the great lion Singha Guru general, and he's opening moths and dispatching people. Different all over India, sixty-four monasteries, and into London, and wanted to go to America. So you, you, we would hear from him about, you know, that that perspective. So it would be different um, with different uh, um, disciples, and they have different personalities, and different circumstances, and so forth. So there's a fair amount of relativity there with regard to the second part of your, you know, kind of question. You know, what is what is the relationship with the guru? Is it just give the philosophy 
um, yeah, there may be some rare instances, like I said, Gopal Kumar's guru didn't even give the philosophy, he gave the mantra. Well, that's pretty rare. Um, but he, he, he embodied it. So, and of course, his Siksha gurus gave it. So, Siksha guru, Diksha guru, there's no, no difference in their qualifications. Their functions are different, that's all. That's also a very interesting point unto itself that's, that's misunderstood largely in the community. The whole, um, to go into it for a moment, the whole concept of a Siksha guru is entirely a Gaudiya concept. Uh, one fellow w- was saying to me that that only those born in Brahmin families can be gurus in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So I quoted from the Padma Purana to him, Sad karma nipuno vipro mantra tantra vishadana. A Vaishnava guru nasat sapacho a Vaishnava sapacho guru. Uh, one who is Brahman and expert in the six quali- has the six qualities of the Brahman mantra tantra visharga satkarma nipanovipro mantra tantra visharga but he's not a Vaishnava a Vaishnava guru nasyat he cannot be a guru but uh, but if he's if he's a swapacho, if he's a dog-eater, which is like the other end of the Varnashram spectrum, to be generous, it's outside of that spectrum of the Dharmic people, right? But he's a Vaishnava, he can, he can be guru. So then he said, oh, but Maharaj, not to instruct you, but that means Siksha guru. Well, he can be Siksha guru, not Diksha guru. <laughs> Shivats Goswami once said a similar thing to me when I was sitting with him in Vrindavan from the Radharaman Goswami lineage. He said, do you know that, just out of the blue he said this, that in, that in Bhakti, Hari Bhakti Vilasa said that only sannyasi, only a householder can be guru. You know, my guru was a sannyasi. You know, what are you trying to say here? You know, he's trying to con- convert me or something, you know. I thought it was a bit uh, rude, but um, um, I think I said something. It also says he should be handsome. He should be handsome. Right? The end of the book it says the book is also for householders, mm-hmm. um, and those who are renunciates. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was the first example? Oh, yeah. So, uh, so. I also made some other point. I think I cited, I cited um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna Kaviraj. What does he say? Kiba vipra kiba nashi, shudra ke nai. Ye Krishna tapu to say guru hai. Whether one has a vipra, kiba vipra kiba nashi, a sanyasi, kiba vipra kiba nashi, shudra ke nai, or is a sudra. It doesn't matter if he or she knows the tattva, Krishna tattva, then that person is, is my guru. He is guru. She is guru. So when I quote that, that means sikshu guru. Says who? And what is being said when they make that reply? 
That means Siksha Guru. They're making a differentiation between the Diksha Guru and Siksha Guru in terms of spiritual qualification. You understand? Mm-hmm. But there is no distinction. When I quoted the Padma Purana verse to that fellow, mm-hmm. he said, well, that means Siksha Guru. I said, in the Padma Purana, there's no conception of the Siksha Guru. Guru is a Guru. The word Siksha Guru is a Gaudiya Vaishnava idea. Mm-hmm. Not that the concept isn't there, that people will instruct and be Gurus and be qualified, although they're not initiating, but... The, the, the whole, the whole, the, the term itself is entirely Gaudiya. It's not in the Upanishads. It's not in the Bhagavad Gita. It's not in any Purana, Vedanta Sutra, Siksha Guru. Just Guru. So when the Padma Purana says a non-Vaishnava, a dog eater, can be a Guru if he's a Vaishnava, he's not talking about a Siksha Guru rather than a Diksha Guru. That does that concept doesn't even exist in the whole text. It's a Gaudiya term, and. And, and interestingly enough, it's a Gaudiya term that seems to have been invoked hmm, to make up for a possible lacking in the in the Diksha Guru. <laughs> that if your Diksha Guru lacks knowledge, Shabde Parechanishnatam, enough to capture you in an ongoing way, then there may be a place for the Siksha Guru to help. So to preserve the institution of the Guru, initiating Guru, if there was some weakness there that showed up, or, or, or some, then it could be compensated for by a Siksha Guru without trashing the Diksha Guru institution, which then might make the whole thing crash down. Right? So it's really a term... <laughs> Invoked that brings into question that says that it might be less than fully qualified Diksha Gurus at times. And they're compensated for by Siksha Gurus who are more qualified, <laughs> who don't function like a Diksha Guru because you've already got the mantra, so they, they're, not, they're, not, they're doing something else. They're fortifying what you've already got in a way that the one who gave it couldn't possibly. Or not necessarily, but to add to, or in his absence, or her absence as may be the case, and so forth. This is an aside, Siksha Guru, Diksha Guru. Now there is, I should say, a broader way in which we could look at the Siksha Guru in a a broader sense. There is one place where that idea is brought up in the the Bhagavatam commentaries when when the um, Avanti, Avanti, no, the, um, who is it? The Avadut. Um, describes the honeybee as his guru, the tree as his guru. I think he describes 24 different gurus. Uh, he's actually seeing the guru in nature, and he's learning from the um, Pishotis and the parrots and, and and so forth. And so I think maybe Jiva Goswami says it means like he got instructions from them. Obviously, they weren't there initiating him. Call it. Kind of, kind of Siksha gurus in that sense. They were obviously, you know, not as qualified <laughs> in in a sense, but the qualification of the disciple is emphasized, able to draw teachings from everywhere, from everyone. That's another thing. So, 
so I give a broad kind of uh, reply, and um, I for for myself, you know, I mean, I it, it, it all those things apply. I, different disciples have different relationships with me, and relationships are just what they are. They're they're made up based on how they develop. It's not like a formula. How do I have a relationship with you? Well, I don't have a relationship with anybody. Some people are shy. Some people are not. <laughs> you know, and so they act differently, and then I'm going to respond differently. And it's not one size fits all. Um, the, sometimes the gurus compare to the fire that you need to be close enough to that you can cook and get warm, hmm? but not too close that you get get burned. Hmm? Because you get too close, then um, some people may not be able to. We we, we 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 may carry with us a certain idea about the guru that is so superhuman that when we see in close range him or her acting as they must in some human ways, it may damage our faith because our faith is actually weak and it's not that well reasoned and thought out and because Guru Dave is actually walking. Oh my God! On the ground. You ever see the picture of Narada? You know he's he's not never touches the ground, right? So, problem. Hmm. So if we get too close, then uh, then it might damage the faith. So the guru has to be a little careful about saying, "How can I can I let this one come too close, or does he or she need more distance?" And and so there's many things uh, to uh, to con- to consider. <clears throat> And then there's there's time too. So in time, uh, that may change. And um, and but but overall, I mean, back to the lifestyle. Does the guru just give instruction, or does he tell you how to live your life? Well, the instructions really are part of a of a world view. So they're built in built into that is how to conduct oneself. You know, just give a basic. Explanation of that: accept what's favorable to bhakti, reject what's unfavorable, and that's. Then you know, it, it goes from there. Um, um, you could ask for practical advice, or he, the guru, may even volunteer it. Hmm? Sometimes I've had students who romanticized about Vaishnavism and lived in an ashram, and then found that it wasn't. Something that they could uh, maintain, and then I have tried to give them some advice how they might segue out of that, what and what they might because there are things about it that they like and that is nourishing to them, and then there are things about it that make it impractical for them. So I give advice what to do. Maybe you could do this, and often I say to them, "What would you do if you could do whatever you wanted to do?" Because it's very hard, it's much easier to motivate people to do the things they want to do or to edit that a little bit, tweak that a little bit, than try to say, here's a great idea. <laughs> the world's full of good advice that's un- unsolicited, you know. Yeah, thanks, okay. Sounds good. So I try not to give unsolicited advice, <laughs> um, but um, 
in those situations, and, some, and often I have, and I, and I see it, well, I, I, I wasted my time, but there have been some instances where I've given um, advice, and, 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 and that's what I've gravitated towards. Haridas, you know Haridas, he's a good example of that, who, who like, I said, well, what do you like to do? I like to read. Okay. So then I suggested him, what about editing? Why don't you become an editor? And you could do like this, and you could move to Saragrahi, and you might find a nice partner there. That's where I have a community, you know, a lot of householders there, and so forth. So then he, he thought, okay. And then I helped him, I told him where he could, I knew there was this extent, Berkeley extension where you could online get a good education in copy editing, substantive editing, and so forth. Bryn Runya took that that course, so I advised him about that. He took the course, and he's a professional editor, and he's, he's, he's got a partner, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Radna, yeah. And um, anyway, so it's a success story in that regard for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I've given a lot of practical advice. I'm, I'm a wise person. I've been around for 70 years. I've seen a lot, you know. Um, and so I can give some pretty practical advice, but but um, um, it's relative, and uh, and um, it's tricky because if you give practical advice and the person doesn't take it or takes it and doesn't work, you know, they want to blame you. So I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to put them in that position. I want to protect them from that. So, you know, it's different for different uh, disciples. Mm. Uh, so you, you, you're living there. It's our Rahi taking care of the cows. So we could talk more um, in, in detail about what might be good for you to do and so forth, then, and some other situations. And that's on my on my list of things to do. Right? We're, we're getting closer over time. <laughs> and what about you? <laughs> I've given you an instruction. I want to see if you can follow it out. So, what else? Yes? Continuing a little bit on the subject, we have like quite a few devotee friends or devotees we grew up with who have had their gurus leave the position of guru. Yeah. But they still continue considering this person as their guru and have not approached anyone for reinitiation. And my question would be, what is the position of a devotee like this? Well, again, it may be different for different devotees who are in, in, in the same similar situation. Um, and that brings to mind the fact that there's there's. The, There's two things going on here. There's the guru and there's the disciple. So we ask about the qualifications of the guru and within their qualifications of the disciple. And some disciples may be able to draw more from a less qualified guru. And others may be able to draw less from a more qualified guru. So on the side of the disciple, so some some disciples may be in a similar situation, but they have different backgrounds. Some are able to draw more when less is being offered, or the most that you could possibly get from that. Um, so, um, 
you know, I thought about that the other day. I was thought about it different times, but I was thinking about how Prabhupada was such a powerful, had such a powerful persona. And it would seem when he would arrive at the airport or the temple that he would just like spread bliss throughout the whole temple. That's what it looked, felt like to me, anyway. I felt I figured everybody else was feeling the same thing. But then I thought, well, why didn't the whole airport dance in ecstasy? It's not happening to them. So it depends how you're plugged into that, you know, what you're going to draw from that. Um, there was a movie put out by somebody who pretended to be a, a guru, like a New Age guru. It was, I think it was an Indian origin. They did it in the West. Maybe it's called Enlightenment or something like that. Komare. What's it called? Komare. Komare. And he got a whole... Must have been well funded. Had a whole cult going, and whatnot, and people had all these things. Oh, he's a divine, you know. They were, and then, and they made a movie about it. He was doing it to make a movie about it, and he was just some ordinary guy, you know. And he just made it all up. And I suppose, with a view to you know, dismiss the whole thing, um, but it's also possible. That, that they were really, some people were really earnest in their pursuit and they were getting something that, that even he wasn't, it's possible. I mean, I don't know exactly what he's teaching, but didn't have to offer. It's possible that they were just imagining things and it was what he wanted to expose goes on. But the other side of it is the student brings something to the, to the equation. So Krishna says, sincerity will never go in vain. Truth attracts truth, if you will earnest for truth, then uh, let's say Govinda Das, he, he approached Kali hmm, for what Kali couldn't give. Hmm, but Kali got his Kali recognized it and told him, for that, go to Govinda. And he wrote the song. What is it? Bajahure mana shinandanandana abhai charanara vindure so my dear mind, fix yourself on Nandanandan Krishna. Human life is very rare, and rare is still the satsanga. With these two things, you can cross over the ocean of material emotions. So on. Hence, pujana, shavana, kirtanam, smaranamandam, nine angas of bhakti given by Prahlad. So beautiful song. So there he was, hmm, capable of drawing more from Kali, who, who was his goddess, than she had to offer. And so anyway, she redirected him. But but at any rate, um, that's a you know a factor, um, and. Um, it may be that they weren't getting much from it and, and didn't experience much of a, much of a difference. I don't know. You know um, what's their position? Philosophically speaking, according to the, to the tradition, what's their position? In other words, what should they do? Maybe, well, what's their position? What should they do in that position? Um, they, they, they should definitely find good good guidance. They can find a Siksha Guru. Hmm? 
and come under his or her guidance, then we'd be sufficient. They may want to receive the diksha again from a qualified person. That is, that's also an option. But um, to carry on without um, ongoing guidance from advanced devotee in that capacity as a Sikshu Guru this is, is not something that will uh, call their progress. Hmm. Um, we may continue with the religious orientation. I'm a devotee, but to have intense practice and, and to continue to hear the scripture and its ramifications, implication, implications, and so forth, the siddhanta. They don't have that. How will they make advancement? I mean, you need, we need that. Narutam Dastaku, how advanced is he? And he's thrown, says, I'm breaking my head against the stone because I don't have good association. Sanatana Goswami is no longer here. Rupa Goswami, Krishna's Kaviraj is gone. So, yeah, they, they should, you know, be encouraged to have Sadasanga. Invite him over to your, to your place. Give him a book. Um, it's an unfortunate situation. And there, there are a number of examples of this and, and who have done the right thing and, and so they have those to look to. The situation has, you know, been improved and there was a silver lining and oh and therefore I've given an example well one let's say you, you're living at home it used to be when I was a kid and guys would come around selling vacuums or something like that so door to door sales I realized it's, it's not what Amazon does these days but they'd have a salesman come to the door and he's carrying a new vacuum to show your, your mother you know and so she likes the vacuum so she gives a check and he says okay well this one is the sample I'm going next door Thank you for the check. The company will send you the vacuum. And within within two weeks, you'll have the vacuum. But the vacuum never comes. He does. He can't deliver. He keeps the money. So he's reported to the company. And now the company, being a good company, they want to more than make up for that, right? So they've been misrepresented. So in this example. Krishna is the company. He's been misrepresented, and someone's sending a letter to him saying, "Hey, what happened?" So, so the guru did failed them. It was unqualified. So they calling out to Krishna, Nityananda Prabhu, "What do I do now? Like I, I gave myself about the vacuum, <laughs> but it never came." So Krishna will be responsive, right? With that kind of appeal, I turned. Krishna, this is what came. It must have been something in me that had something to do with it. But anyway, now I have to go on because I understand what, why I did this. What the, nothing's changed. It doesn't mean suddenly I am the body, <laughs> right? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So I've turned to Krishna. He's the original guru. I sent him a check for the vacuum, but didn't come. So 
the company sends somebody else. He gives a vacuum and then also a box of chocolates <laughs> or something else, whatever else. And here's your check back, by the way, too. And they get a free vacuum. And so they may send a, a very qualified, their best, they're going to send their best man out there, you know, to keep the company's reputation. So. Okay, what else? What's the time? 7.40. Okay, let me stop there. Shri Sri Daji Gopala Ki Jai. Guru Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai. Guru Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai. Guru Pranam. Guru Pranam.